What's up, everybody? Welcome to Checkpoint, a video game podcast. This is episode 20. My name is Tyler Hall. As always, I'm joined by the world's largest truck stop himself. I was own Matt Drobot. Matt. Hey, how's everybody doing? Everybody. It's just you, me, and the, the listeners. Cat. Oh. They're a participant. Yeah, but they can't respond. Well, no, but it's, you know, for them to feel, you know what? I'm doing fine. Jesus. Is this? All right. You've been I try good. to do things for the podcast, and you shut all of them down. I think it's. Just, I don't. You do. All right. Fair. Sorry. I think I'm just jealous. Of all my good ideas. Thank you. That's true. It happens to me a lot. You do have a lot. All of your ideas are good ideas, to be honest. So I could understand people's jealousy. You know. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you put out a bad idea. I don't think to it be can fair. be done. No, not by you, at least. Like, give me an idea. See, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, you can't go wrong with that idea. Grammy gum jobs. Like, grandmothers giving gum jobs? Yeah. That's not an idea. What do you mean? How is that an idea that already exists? For an I- Yeah, but everything already exists, man. It's about the advertising. That's what you're going to start selling. Prostitution? That's not legal. No, 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 no. I'm going to start allowing... Never mind. Let's let's start over. No, I, I want to hear your no, I hadn't business pitch. Just uh, further through, really. <laughs> I'm just the branding guy, so... Really, this is just your cry to the audience that you want someone's grandmother to give you a gum job. So, maybe sacrifice for the cost. I don't know. Um... Anyways, we got plenty to talk about with wealthy CEOs capitulating to China. Uh, some release dates and delays and interesting sales numbers. Uh, but first, let's talk about what we've been playing. See here, uh, you say you've been playing more Riders Republic, and then you dove back into God of War. So tell me about that, Matthew, young Matthew. Yeah, it's been good. Been doing, um, dove back into God of War. Uh, I've been doing favors for the dwarves. So going back and forth. Those a are always interesting. Places. Yeah. Give you some. They're good. fun characters. They are great. Which one's your favorite? Oh, Brock. That's the fair. blue one. Sindri's yeah. funny though. It's hard to find a character that isn't good in that game, though. That's very true. So far, all of them have been very Wars compelling. Wild, and- which gives me a lot of excitement for Ragnarok. Yes. Oh man, I'm so excited. There's only two months. Only one month. It's almost the end of September. It is the almost. The end of September. <laughs> it is the almost the end. It is almost the end. It is. I'm. I mean, that's what's going on with time. This has now become a time podcast. So. It does march forward, but like so fast, like all of a sudden, like for the last three years, it's just done, dead, we're dead, and <laughs> we're we're dead. Maybe was, we are dead. Maybe this snaps. is lost. You know, and we're just in purgatory. That's why this shit all feels so monotonous. But didn't they have like spooky monsters and shit? Yeah, there's spooky monsters under my bed. Oh. All the cum rags I hide there under there. <laughs> so I don't look like a degenerate. Doesn't Jinx go down there? Not when there's all those cum rags. You can't fit. <laughs> there's no room. What do you mean? They're pretty those are you could use those to build a house. They're so stiff, you know? Oh no, I got it. Like they Interesting you keep them, like, flat, though. Like, do they... Well, yeah, that way you shape? can use them as drywall. That way you, it's really easy to just kind of get it up against Paste the wall it. and I then see. fill in some holes. You don't really need to go, go Is that out why and we have get... ants? The ants were here before I got here. I just happened to have made them worse by my strategy, yeah. But... No, how's Riders Republic? You've been playing Dave Mira's uh, DLC. I have. I've been playing more. Not a lot of exciting things, like... You Has know. the queen skin come out yet? No, not yet. Dude, I would pay it. I would pay a lot of money to be able to play as the queen in any game. Fortnite, whatever. Could you imagine? That would be pretty dope. Could you imagine? Just slaying motherfuckers. Just, Just like the good old days of the Empire. 
show was fun. Oh, wait, we were in the middle of you talking about the Dave Mirror thing before the fucking. Oh, no, I don't know if, yeah, there's a lot to like talk about. Like, yep, I played Writer's Republic. I did events. But how how is I, the BMX stuff? Like, like how do you yeah, feel? Well, they like last week, the I thought they did a great job, man. But even playing good. more of it, and like it, it hasn't gotten stale or boring yet. It's just still fun to explore. Like, there's a lot. Is there, are you still no. finding new things to go over? Well, no, or? but like I just enjoy the gameplay in the core, and I think that's writers like Republic. Like, there's not gonna be a lot of new things. Like after you do all the events, it's like, yep, you've done all the events. So it's like either you grind doing the side objectives, you know, which I don't mind, and then they, you know have weekly challenges and seasonal progression. I did finish the season progression. Oh, like the battle pass? Yeah. Uh, do you feel like that was like worth leveling up through or? Oh, well, it was free. So like you just. Oh, you don't have it. to pay? No. Oh, maybe I do get it because I have the year pass. Yeah, that would make sense. That would be. Man, if people have to pay, that wouldn't be great. I would have to see how much that is. I don't know. I think it's free. I think seasonal progression got me BMX for free, which was twenty bucks, which I would totally pay twenty bucks for the BMX. Yeah, if you like, right? But like you, you know, you're gonna like the Tony Hawk and stuff gameplay. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Um, do you have? You've said that they fixed the cosmetics. Do you still feel that way? Like they're they were they worth more worthwhile to get, or uh, not all of them? They just added some that were good. Oh, okay. So, because they have like We the People bicycles and like vans and stuff like that. Like they had more like actual items from real life. So they were more like tied in. But then it's also like uh, the BMX is like Area 52. So there's weird alien themes. So there's a ton of like weird space shit. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to do BMX with fake alien antennas on my head. Like, I'm not going to give you money for that. That doesn't make sense. Why not? Not what I need to look like. Why don't you buy every skin on Fortnite? I buy a lot. Of, see, I've been realizing this on Fortnite. The skins that I buy are always for characters outside of the Fortnite universe. I don't think I ever buy, oh, yeah. but they sell Fortnite character skins, like just skins only related to Fortnite, like just characters they've created. And there are some interesting ones. Like there's this like teddy bear uh, type, like Power Rangers Zoid thing, you know, that like comes together. That's like little pieces of like, you know, like what I'm talking about, yeah, how yeah, the yeah. Power Rangers would have like, one's yeah, the arm, one's the leg. Saying, yeah. yeah, and it looked, it, so I was like, oh, that'd be fun to run around as. But also, like, I'm like, I, I kind of prefer just playing as either Master Chief or Ripley because they're both green. So they blend in more on the environment. So I think about it more from a strategic standpoint at this point. Like, I like to own Goku and Naruto and Kakashi and Vegeta and all these characters and uh, Kratos. And, you know, it's fun to have those and be able to just like fuck around and find out. I took a dub last night, by the way. Oh, <laughs> you always say that. I don't believe you. I took a screenshot. Fuck you. Damn. I take a screenshot of every one now because you always say that. And then I'm like, where is it? I also, it's on my plate. Actually, they upload. Oh, we're using my phone to record. So convenient. It is convenient. I plan that out. No, it's fun to have those characters and just be like, like if Taylor wants to play and I'm not really taking it seriously to take a dub, but it'd be like fun to take a dub type of situation. Like I'll play as those characters because it's just fun to just go through the rotating closet. But like if I'm playing solo at like three o'clock in the morning, like last night where I'm just like, I'm like, I want to get one match in and I want to make it a good one. So I'm going to take it seriously. I'll play as like, I was playing as Ripley, you know, cause she's got that. It's a green jumpsuit and she's got the mullet, big hair mullet, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then you can Makes use sense. the cat backpack, you know, fuck it. <laughs> where the cat's popping out of the little cassette. It's cool. It's fun. The metaverse, the real metaverse. Shout out to read an article on the Washington post written by a, uh, games journalist by the name of gene park who wrote an article like two years ago about how Fortnite was going to be the first real iteration of what we would know it's like the metaverse and it's kind of like pretty pretty premonition of i don't know if that's a real word but of what's going on you know they're just getting every property you can play as lebron james you can play Fortnite. as lebron james and catwoman and rick and morty batman and, and 
Superman. Superman's running around with and a fucking Indiana gun. Jones. And I have both Indiana Jones skins because those were just quests that you could do in the season, and that was it's fun. Like, and Darth Vader, they had stuff from the Mistborn series, which is <laughs> well, now fantasy it's, uh, novels from Brandon Sanderson. It's like, why? Like the main character that you get at the end of uh, this battle pass is Spider-Gwen. Oh, yeah. Fancy. So I'm excited for that one. Get to the end of the battle pass. 100 levels. I believe in you. But I see the reason why it took me so long last time, though, and I didn't because I wasn't trying to. I was just I had bought the battle pass. and I was just playing the game. I wasn't like looking at quests being like, OK, I'm going to do like, yeah, daily quests. I? I'm not going to do weekly quests. I never thought about that. But then once I did, it's like, oh, done. I got the I finished the battle pass like as soon as I started thinking that way. Granted, I had already put in probably 60 hours, 70 hours to playing the game. But like, yeah, for 10 bucks. I mean, that's a lot of value, you know, I think. You know? Yeah, if you're going to be playing it. You know. But at that same time, during that period, I've bought like eight, nine, ten skins at $20 a piece. Like, you know, yeah, so it's like they're going. making their money. <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm not only paying the $10. Skins I never play. Yeah, yeah. But I've also been playing, um, I, like I was saying before, I when I rudely interrupted you, which I'm sorry for. I hope you can forgive me. Um, I am deeply sorry. Um. Very repentful. You got any Give other adjectives? I have sinned. Um, no, I've been playing the last of us part one. I got, I, I, I wrote the, the show notes or whatever last night. And, uh, when I got done, I was like, I want to play a game for a little bit just to kind of chill out, you know? And like I was saying this earlier, well, I just wanted a vibe, you know? And I was like, you know, I, I want to play more of the last of us part one. I'm in a little section that was difficult, but I, I think if I just take it slow, I can get through it and it's, it's creepy, but it's like quiet, dark, you know, it'll be fun. And then I just got into it. And then there was like a, an immediate story beat. And then there was uh, and I, I was just like, didn't think about putting it down because it's just moves at such a quip, you know, like there's never a dull moment. It feels like, like when you're peeling through there, I got past uh, the Capitol building or I got to the Capitol building and then you know, that whole shit goes down. I don't know. Did you watch a playthrough of it? I'm not going to spoil it, but did you watch it? Yeah. You know what happens in the Capitol building? No, not my head. No. It was well, like right when it came out. I'm going to bleep this out, but like, that's where like, you know, where uh, like that okay. whole shit goes down. And she's like, I've been, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, and all that goes down and then the guys pull up, you know, and that's so beautiful because like the fucking truck pulls up and it like the water physics and everything. It's, it looks cinematic as fuck, you know, whatever. All that goes down and, uh, and I'm just like continuous. I'm like, I, I can't stop playing this game. Like, <laughs> it, oh, man. And so I got out of the Capitol building and uh, was just like, all right, it's time to put it down. So I went to bed. But um, yeah, that game is still immaculate. And it's like only, I think it's only moved higher on my list of like favorite games the more I'm playing it in this version because it's like, it just looks and feels and, and, and it reminds me of how brisk games used to be how like quick they used to be now they're so bloated like i i just am comparing it in my mind to playing the last of us part two which was like a 40 hour game you know like took me a while to beat it and the last of us part one was 10 12 hours yeah that's you know? crazy but to think about yeah and so it's just like a lot less filler in there um so yeah i would recommend checking it out if you like like me had some things to trade in at GameStop and can get it for cheaper or if you want to pay $70 or if you want to you know, wait for a sale, I recommend giving it a shot even if you played the game before, even if you played it recently. I think it's different enough that it's worth going through. And goddamn that fucking trailer that that they just put out for the show. Yes. I think that looks amazing. And I love Pedro Pascal. I think he's an excellent actor. I think they couldn't have picked a better real life Joel in my head. Like I can't think of an actor that embodies that character. Like he looks like Joel in my mind. I will say the girl that's playing Ellie looks too much like Ellie, but not enough like Ellie at the same time that it's like uncanny valleying me when I'm watching uh, it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, what's going on here? But I'm, I'm fascinated to see their performances. I've, I've never seen game of Thrones, so I don't know anything about, Bella Ramsey who's playing Ellie but uh, apparently she has a great performance and uh, in that show and Pedro Pascal is great and everything so I don't think even in a bad movie he's good so like Wonder Woman 2 that movie was hot garbage did not see Fell it asleep. well yeah you don't watch any of those movies we know no nope. you are a 
cinematic purist, much like Martin Scorsese. You watch cinematic masterpieces like, what's it? Just go with it. Yeah, that is a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> that movie smacks. No, it doesn't. Adam Sandler can't make a bad movie. Grown Ups too. Well, let's get into some quick, some quick news, young Matthew. Let's get into some quick news. <laughs> Dying Light 2's first story DLC titled Bloody Ties has been delayed for a second time, moving from its targeted release on October 13th to November 10th. In a tweet from developer Techland's account, they state, quote, we have taken the decision to postpone the launch of Bloody Ties until November 10th to allow the team extra time to polish and squash bugs. End quote. I don't know. I still haven't beat Dying Light 2. Good game. I mean, it was a solid game. Not a great, you know, definitely. No. I haven't gotten back to it because Colin Moriarty constantly talks about how apparently they haven't fixed uh, trophies. Like some oh, of them, no. Some of them won't pop. Oh, and so you're terrified. Well, yeah, I really like the first one, and that's a game that has a pretty easy platinum list. And so, like, if I want to go through and, like, I would like to get the trophies yet and so if i go through and do that and go through that effort one of them just doesn't pop and i can't go back through and repop that trophy that'd be really frustrating but i don't really have much to say about that it's just something to say something to do something to talk about something to see no, so much yeah. to see so much to do so much wrong i forgot the lyrics in the middle you know that's taking song? the back street yeah yeah all-star Nailed it. <laughs> Thought I was listening to it. Oh, who played the record? What? Where is Smash Mouth in the building? Dude, did you see the video of the lead singer of Smash Mouth like standing on stage like oh, you drunk mean, as fuck? You mean them performing at that beer fest and yeah, he's just he's going just off? Hammered and he's dude, like it was awesome. some crazy shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was wild. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he said some racist shit, so I don't know that I'd call it awesome. But like, Well, it's awesome that we got to witness that. I'm not endorsing anything that he says as awesome. Just uh, right. well, well, getting you'll to watch have to celebrities break down. Hear what Matt said. I think he's old. You know. Uh, IGN's Ryan Leston reports that Orlando Bloom has joined Neil Blomkamp's upcoming Gran Turismo movie. And he'll be playing a hungry, uh, oh, sorry. He'll be playing a, quote, hungry marketing executive who is selling the sport of motor racing. End quote. How stoked are you for this? Sorry, it almost sounded like you were about to say hungry hippo. You just were like, and he'll be playing a hungry hippo. I'm sorry. Hungry marketing executive. Um, What the fuck is this movie? Why is this a movie? I don't understand of the IPs to try to take to the cinema. Why Gran Turismo? Hey, you know, they got some, they got some talent. Yeah. That, David Harbour. Have Gran you seen Tur all uh, these Netflix originals? Like, who cares? That's true. That movie Day Shift did have Jamie Foxx, and it was pretty hot garbage. <laughs> it was pretty bad. And Dave Franco. Yeah, this movie's wild. We talked about it last week. David Harbour joined the cast or whatever, and it's about a racing driver who, or a guy who plays Gran Turismo and becomes a racing driver. I'm, uh, that sounds kind so of stupid. fever dream of a fucking... I do. That sounds like people don't play video games, writing video game movies for people who play video games. Like, oh, what if... What if it's a guy that plays video games and then he can do it in the real world? Like, like is no. the Horizon show going to be somebody that plays Horizon and then they're like, I'm going to go kill dinosaur? No, machines. but I hope Spider-Man is. The next one is someone who plays Spider-Man and then tries That'd be to wild. murder Tom Holland. He just like becomes jumped. a stalker film. And it, Dude, you that's a good IP. That you should write that script. Just pitch that, pitch that to Sony. Because <laughs> I mean, they're getting fast and loose. Look, they did Here, that yeah. Venom movie. Did the Morbius? I bet they you did. they would do some shit like that. But uh, number three, Hollow Knight Silk Song will release on PS4 and PS5 after initially only being revealed for Xbox, PC, and Switch. It has been confirmed that Silk Song will be coming to PlayStation consoles, though a specific release date has yet to be announced. A uh, Silk Silk Song is the sequel to beloved ultra hard platformer Hollow Knight, which released in 2017 and is sitting at an 87 percent on Metacritic. Play Hollow Knight? I did. I played the first one. I haven't played Silk Song. Well, obviously, what do you mean? It's not out. Uh, it's been out for Xbox and PC. No. Oh, they just announced it at the Xbox. Yeah. Thing? yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> I, I thought like, it had been out for Xbox and PC because no. that fucking it felt like months ago. They yeah they announced it at summer game or not announced it they announced it 2019 but they re re revealed it I think again at, yeah. at 
Summer, got a longer gameplay. Summer Games Fest or something, and then they were still like, we're not <laughs> we're giving a release date. No, yeah, I, I never played Hollow Knight. I, mean, I game played a little bit of Hollow Knight on because it was on PS Plus Collection, but it was literally only 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah, this is just reminding me that I don't really love platformers. No, oh, yeah. The last one that I did like, Ori in the Blind Forest. That was a Still really good one. Still didn't beat it because it was hard as fuck, but like, oh yeah, beautiful game. The oh, art yeah. was just what compelled me. Bro, crying the first 10 minutes. But I bet you did. We in this household only cry to real games like The Last of Us Part 1, where oh, a man's okay. daughter gets shot in his arms <laughs> and ripped from his very life. And everyone around him is dying left and right because he's a piece of shit. And he's got to grow. But he doesn't because he's stuck in his ways. But then this girl comes along and changes him. Man, it really feels like reminds him of his daughter. Manifest. So he becomes a better person. Bring ding 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 bring ding 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 ding. That's the song for the last of Last of Us. I forgot what I was. <laughs> you look real racist. You heard that as like an Indian thing? Damn. No, it's it weren't. No, it's the last of us song. Anyway, that's fuck, not how you fuck, did it though. Fuck you. Because that's not how it sounds. <laughs> that was me trying to whitewash it for your gentrified ass. Number four, following recent trends, it seems publisher 2K has also been hacked. In a statement on the on the company's Twitter, they recommend uh, your traditional fare of quote. Reset your password, enable multi-factor authentication, installation of antivirus software, and checking account settings to see if there has been any added added forward, forwarding addresses. Jesus fucking Christ, end quote. Well, the end quote was before the Jesus fucking Christ. That was an addition by me, but whatever. This is wild. Everybody's fucking, what's going on? Nobody trained on phishing emails or no, shit No, hackers began good. I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, the GTA motherfucker was 17 years old and was the same guy that hacked Uber, apparently. My man be working hard. They caught him already, though. So he's not very uh, secretive. He's not very well versed in the VPN services, you know? He should have signed up for NordVPN. May I talk to you about our sponsor today, NordVPN? You don't like people browsing in your internet history, you your ISPs. You for free. I do the ads and then I send them in like, why haven't you given us a check yet? I've yeah, been reading ads. Discount. Never mind. No, I, I, I like, why haven't you sent us a check for our, us reading our NordVPN ads like that we signed the contract for and we send the proof of us reading the ads and they're like, oh shit, we lost the paperwork. You got a 4D chess, brother. You just start doing it. And then they're like, oh shit, we must have. Man, you're right. They're I like, never thought about that. Because they're like, why would this person just be reading free ads? And then why would they go so far as to reach out and be like, where's my money, bitch? <laughs> Dude, that's fucking, that's business moves. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I got a 2K account. I mean, I probably do because I played Tiny Tina's and I played uh, Grand Theft Auto online and stuff. I mean, I don't play it, but I have an account. No, yeah. So I'm sure I have something about like, who fucking cares? Yeah. I assume they have all my data already. There's nothing worthwhile there. Uh, number five, this isn't game related, but we'll make one exception. The Chainsaw Man anime finally has a release date. You can watch the first episode streaming on Crunchyroll on October 11th. And the show is set to run for 12 episodes. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, it feels nice like so long in the out. making that it's just like so nice to finally see something concrete other than like a trailer of the same five scenes recut in different ways. Um, but number six, August's highest selling games are as follows. Number one, Madden NFL 23, which is impressive because it was only out for like half the month. Number two, Saints Row 2022, which is surprising because that game is hot trash. Number three, Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, I'm sure it was bumped up by its PC release this month. Matt was one of those people who bought True. that game. Uh, number four, Elden Last Ring. Month. Number five, Multiverses. Number six, Mario Kart 8, which is kind of surprising. I mean, not surprising because there's like no games on Switch that are worth playing, but like <laughs> also surprising because like that game is, that game was on the Wii U. <laughs> 
Um, number seven, Minecraft. Number eight, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. Number nine, MLB The Show 22. And number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You got anything to say about this? No. Surprising the Saints Rose on there. It is surprising Saints Row. Because it feels like that game was universally panned. I guess it shows the power of the Saints Row IP or that people just don't give a fuck what reviewers have to say anymore. Well, I think people bought it for the meme. That could be true, I guess. That's a waste of $70. Yes. Yes, it is. I guess who am I to say that doing is a waste of your $70? Go be free with your money. You know, do what you please. Whatever. It's wasted all you want. <laughs> I'm not that's a waste of money. I can't even the <laughs> fucking CEO was like, damn, I can't believe this game was hit. So it kind of hurts. <laughs> uh number seven. Uh Logitech is releasing a dedicated cloud gaming handheld in October. And it will cost more than you think. Coming in at $350 before taxes, the quote G Cloud Gaming handheld cannot do anything but play games via streaming. Running Android 11 OS and a Qualcomm Snapdragon 720G processor with the Google Play Store pre-installed. The handheld supposedly boasts 60 hertz at refresh rate as well as a 1920 by 1080 screen. Uh, the specs of the handheld uh, make it seem more like a phone with a backbone you can't take off than it does a full-fledged dedicated gaming handheld, but we'll have to wait and see once we get more hands-on discussions surrounding the device. I think I'm sure I'm sure it's wildly breakable because it is an Android base yeah. OS, you know, so I'm sure you can. And then the Google Play Store, you can probably download games that are just mobile games that you're using the sticks and stuff for, I think. I don't think they've really talked too in-depth about a lot of the features of the thing, no. but I think, I mean, you, it's not as, like, that's not a very powerful, like, that's a phone. You know, that's not a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's sure. wild. Why would you pay 350 I think we were talking about this the other day, but, like, why would you pay $350 for something that pretty much primarily either plays mobile games or cloud games when you could pay $150 more at that point for a Steam Deck? And, yeah. And, one, be able to play cloud-based games. Two, probably be able to figure out a way to play mobile games. Three, emulate pretty much any console you want to do. And yeah, four, play native games right on your handheld that are pc games you know and also know you're probably going to get continued support like who knows how long they're going to support this g cloud you know yeah it's like how many people are going to buy this and then like yeah no whatever they're server just they're using on it? like yeah you know does it just not do well and then three years when it's just doing shit you're just out of luck yeah well this seems like microsoft is partnering with them in some way to really push their cloud gaming you know, their Xbox. Yeah, I think they just might. Just keep know. floating it like they do the Dead Husk, a Game Pass that's not profitable. And they're just like, well, this will eventually eat up the entire industry. So yeah, we exactly. just got to keep keep pushing along because eventually nobody will have anything else. Uh, number eight, a Diablo 4 beta has been announced, though it's unlikely you'll get the chance to play it. Writing in a blog post directly from Blizzard, they state, quote, Ensuring that Diablo 4's endgame provides the type of thrilling, ever-evolving experience we have set out to create is paramount for the team, and something we cannot determine on our own. We need experts, perhaps even players such as yourself. Specifically, we'll be using gameplay data to invite a limited number of Diablo players who have recently spent significant amounts of time playing the endgame experiences of Diablo 2, Resurrected, Diablo 3, and Diablo Immortal, end quote. What's great news regarding this is that the beta is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, confirming that this game will not be swept into exclusivity by Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The closed beta launches later this year with an open beta following in 2023. That was really the main reason why I wanted to include it, because... Uh, I know that that was part of some people's discussion on whether or not that was also going to be a game made exclusive after acquisition, because I know like Starfield was already announced. And then after they bought Bethesda, it became an exclusive. So it's like, I don't know. It's good. I'm just happy that it's, I will still get the chance to play. It is really all. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably also like that game is probably so far in development that they have a PS4 and PS5 version that they're just like, well, it would be such a waste of money to throw this away at this point. And also, yeah, I don't think the acquisition takes over completely till maybe after it comes out. So they might not dictate that. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, because it's getting held up right now by regulators at the, in the UK. So we'll see how, how quickly that gets passed through, I guess. Um, but speaking of, uh, could Call of Duty becoming an Xbox exclusive help Battlefield? EA CEO Andrew Wilson sure thinks so. 
Initially reported by Stephen Totillo of Axios and followed up on uh, by IGN's George Yang, Andrew Wilson opined on the viability of Battlefield following the potential exclusivity of Call of Duty, stating, quote, I don't think we've delivered in the last two iterations of that in the way that we should have. There's a lot of work we've got to do there, but it's a very, but at its very core, it's extraordinary IP. And what we've seen in the world of entertainment is that great IP is resilient. And we've seen movies, you know, not live up to expectations of franchises. Star Wars might be one such franchise. I want to put a pin in that for a second because it's like, how are you going to call it Star Wars when you had Star Wars licenses for eight years and you made the shit game? <laughs> no good games came from that. And it was only after you lost exclusivity, like Jedi Fallen Order from your own studio came out because they were developing it under your nose, similar to when they were developing Apex Legends. And it's like, then they just fucking... And they call it Star Wars like that. That's savage. That's savage. They do that fucking. Okay, pull out the pin. Uh, Star Wars might be one such franchise. And then you see what happens when you get the right creative team involved, how they can completely. I'm supposed to say the right creative team, not right. Creative T uh, involved, how they can be completely reinvent and grow a franchise. Uh, end quote. He goes on to say, quote, I think we have an extraordinarily creative team involved in Battlefield now. We have unbelievable ambitions to own the first person shooter space in a world where there are questions as to the future of Call of Duty and what platforms that might might be on and might not be on. Being platform agnostic and completely cross platform with Battlefield, I think, is tremendous opportunity. End quote. I mean, he's not wrong, but I think, you know, it's more like show me, don't tell me because like you had that opportunity this year. Nobody wanted a World War II Call of Duty. And Halo shit the bed or Halo wasn't even anticipated to come out before Battlefield 2042, you know, yeah. and everybody was excited for future Battlefield, like semi future Battlefield. And they just shit the bed. They so shit. it's like, how are you going to tell me that you're going to capitalize on this opportunity when you've had plenty of opportunities? They released one of the best shooters of modern generations with Battlefield Bad Company 2, one of the best multiplayer shooters. And then like everything since has been. Yeah. And it also feels less like we're going to make a great game that we think people are going to love and draw players in and instead be like, uh, well, now some people don't got to play the game. They have to play us. It'll be great. And you're like, yeah, that's stupid. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Because people won't have access to the one, they'll kind of have to default to our game. So that'll be great. It's for like, our we think we have the best out of the non platform, you know, exclusive. Like maybe just make like this. Focus on shut your fucking mouth and make a good game. What if you made a game that was playable? How cool would that be? Yeah. Um, Well, it's like now Vince Zampella is in charge of. I can't remember. I think it's Dice LA. Well, I think he's in charge of the Battlefield franchise as a whole now. But that man's being stretched. You know, with Jedi and Respawn and all this. Yeah. But I'm excited because he's a great shooter mind you know you look at titanfall both of those games handled really well you look at you look at all the most like well-known call of duties to the point that they're capitalizing on the ip now (laughs) by reinventing those games with the modern warfare ip like he when him and and infinity when he and infinity ward uh, made and developed uh modern warfare call of duty 4 in what 2008 2009 i think it was 2008 because then Modern Warfare 2. No. 2009? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I got Modern Warfare 2 in 2009, so it's 2007. Anyways, um, when they released that game, that was like a, a reinvention of the yeah. wheel, you know? Like, that changed everything, and everything has been trying to live up to that standard ever since. Like, And then Modern Warfare 2 took that to a new height and everything, you know? And so it's just like, yeah, hopefully with the influence of somebody that has that mind and that vision, they can sort of write the course and, and fix what they need to. I, I like what he's talking about, which is maybe they just got a little too ambitious, you know, and like maybe we don't need such large multiplayer matches if we can't do them well. Maybe, maybe, we, <laughs> maybe we don't do the 120 versus each other. You know, I can't remember if it's, if it's 60 versus or 64 versus 64 or 120 versus 120. It's, it's massive. It's a lot. Yeah. It's way too many. And so it's just like, and then the maps have to be so big. And I feel like you're then, it feels like you're running around in a PUBG match every time you die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then you just get sniped out at some random motherfucker in a ghillie suit on the top of a fucking skyscraper. And you're like, how does that even make any sense? But yeah, hopefully because battlefield, the games industry is better with a good battlefield in it, with a healthy battlefield, because Call of Duty needs a yeah, foil, just competition, you know, like, yeah, yeah a, a, more creativity and more 
or options are are always a good thing, you know. So hopefully they can fix their shit. This one's interesting. We almost got a heat game. A little tidbit. Um, Harvey Smith, creative director of Arcane's Dishonored series, revealed in an interview with NME that while he was working at Midway Games, he tried developing a heat immersive sim before being redirected to the widely panned Blacksite Area 51. After Midway filed bankruptcy in 2010, he moved on to Arcane, stating that he pitched a Blade Runner game as well as a, a Thief sequel, which would have been Thief 4, before starting work on what would eventually come to be known as Dishonored. Uh, he did reveal that that was a ninja game at the time. It was only written down on paper, but their idea at the time was with ninjas. And he was like, how about we don't? I didn't. I never really got into Dishonored, to be honest with you, because it just never felt great. That's a game that I would probably play if I got a PC. Um, oh, yeah. But it just never felt great on controller for me. I didn't love it. A Heat Immersive Sim would be cool. I just thought no, it was interesting because we game. were just yeah. talking about Heat not that long ago. Not that long ago about wanting to watch it. No, yeah. how that how timeless that movie is and and i mean it feels it like it would have been a, a payday game. game but like in t more intense in some ways you know? yeah cool i've been fucking cool probably more sinister to see yeah how they do it like i hope Depending something dude a blade runner game but yeah that's fair too it was in the area of bad licensed ip you know that was like in around like it sounds like it was before like Batman Arkham came out and people were like, oh, we can make good licensed games. <laughs> That's allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be a movie tie-in and it doesn't have to be hot garbage. That what? Follows. I thought this was interesting. Longtime PlayStation executive Shuhei Yoshida has reiterated the company's premium release plans. Speaking at GamesIndustry.biz's recent live event, he said, quote, we believe in the premium release of titles at launch. Uh, the new PS Plus has tiers, and essentially, it's like the old PS Plus. We still release two or three new games each month, and a new tier, Extra, has a catalog of hundreds of games for people to play. For Extra, our approach is we like to help publishers with lifecycle management, end quote. He continues to say, quote, I was managing first party at PlayStation, so I know that it's like in the movies. A movie comes out in the theater first, then goes on to pay-per-view or a subscription service or free TV, every time generating new revenue and reaching out to a broader audience. In the same kind of way, we believe in the premium release of a title at launch, and after maybe six months, three months, or three years, when a game's sales come down, uh, inclusion into the service, PS Plus Extra, can help introduce these games to a new, broader audience, uh, end quote. Adding, uh, quote, some people might have missed these games when they came out, and it's a great chance to play and generate word of mouth, or if there's DLC or a sequel going, we can help elevate interest to a broader audience about the franchise. So we are encouraging publishers to make use of those services in managing the life cycle of each title. End quote. I think that's interesting. You know, like I think it just shows the vast differences in their ideas between well, first off, I don't think PlayStation could just be like, okay, Horizon Forbidden West, day and date, PlayStation Plus, you know, God of War. Ragnarok. Day yeah, day. they just wouldn't make money. They just can't. Yeah, they would be gone. They wouldn't well, exist yeah. anymore. Well, uh, it's like, yeah, Games Pass can take the hit of people paying, you know, a smaller monthly sum or a bigger, you know, or the yearly pass to not spend $60, but to have a single, like, entry point. Because it's like, they put all their exclusives on there. It's like, yeah, you know, if you have a PlayStation 5, why not spend, you know, $120, $150 but then to get all these huge IPs that you would spend $60 for, it's like, they just can't take that hit. Yeah, no, they wouldn't be able to. Microsoft has Microsoft money. So, they're, I mean, they're yeah, the richest, they don't need one of the richest companies that have ever existed in the history of mankind. <laughs> Borderlands spinoff Tiny Teen is Wonderland's wildly outperformed expectations. Uh, IGN's Ryan Leston reports Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford has called Wonderlands a, quote, major victory for the studio with goals and expectations now to turn it into its own franchise stating quote wonderland shattered all of our target expectations both critically and commercially and i'm thrilled to report that in addition to great financial rewards from this victory that will be coming our way in the coming quarters we have established a firm beachhead and we now clearly have a new franchise on our hands end quote pitchford also stated news experience new experiences relating to the wonderland's ip are already in development Though what that means exactly has yet to be seen. I'm just tired. I'm just so tired <laughs> of seeing the same thing. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. Why? Cool. Tiny Tina's was great. 
Now take the Borderlands franchise maybe and find another little niche inside of it and expand that, explore that more even if you want to do another IP. But why take this sub IP and then franchise that into more sub IPs? It's like, Jesus fucking. And really all you did was make Dungeons and Dragons the fucking video game, but with a, a handheld story. Like, fuck. And yeah, that's cool. But it's like, does this need to be revisited? Are you really going to expand, enhance, or change? The Wonderland experience in any way, or are you just gonna? It's tell like his new different di- new, story. Like, DLC maybe DLC would be fine, I guess. Like that's less DLC outrageous, but like, yeah, I guess we're thinking game. Give me a full fledged game. Fuck you. <laughs> not necessary. But uh, we've been lamenting the just incessant franchising of things, so I figured that was probably something to also lament. Support studio Certain Affinity, known behind the scenes for helping on massive titles like Call of Duty and Halo, reportedly have nearly 100 employees working on a secret Halo project. In an interview with VentureBeat reported on by Video Game Chronicles' Andy Robinson, Certain Affinity CEO Max Hoberman shared details relating to an unannounced Halo Infinite project stating, quote, the biggest thing we're doing that's public right now for more than two years we now we've been working on Halo Infinite doing something that they're very prescriptive about what we can say we're doing something unannounced and we're doing lead development on that unannounced thing from conception and design it's something big and new for the franchise but i can't say any more about it end quote he goes on to conclude stating quote that's our single largest project of our three projects currently we have close to 100 developers working on that end quote is this a new multiplayer mode is a single player dlc along the lines of odst uh could it be a battle royale too many questions i said too many questions True. What What do you think? Um, I hope they don't go battle royale, but I'm that's what everybody's saying. That's what everybody's saying. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, they didn't like it. What if we made it more like Fortnite? Like what other everybody people loves are Fortnite. playing?" It's like everybody I don't loves think you get What is making Fortnite successful? Um, gosh, it would be awesome if it was a cool single player experience. It won't be, but you know, yeah, if it was like an ODST esque, yeah, yeah, just a tight. Yeah, tight just, narrative yeah dude hit that like yeah 10 12 hour game just real quick but classic uh, that'd be classic but nah they need something that will make them money so they need yeah they need some reinvigorating juice they've been losing a lot they invested a lot of money in that game they delayed it a lot of times <laughs> former head of playstation sean Layden has joined ccp mega corporation tencent Layden, who began working at Sony in 1987 and eventually became CEO, oversaw the development and release of many PlayStation's best games, many of PlayStation's best games, such as The Last of Us 2, God of War 2018, Horizon Zero Dawn, and more. Um, In an announcement on LinkedIn, uh, Layden states, quote, I'm delighted to share that I've recently joined Tencent Games as a strategic advisor. In this new role, I hope to advise, assist, and support the team at Tencent as they deepen their activities and commitments within the industry to which I've devoted the majority of my career. We are at an epoch-defining moment in gaming and interactive entertainment. There are many possible roads ahead, but only a few are profound, broadening, inclusive, edifying, inspiring, and or sustainable. I am thrilled to continue this journey of discovery and thank Tencent for the opportunity. End quote. This is disappointing to say the least i responded to his tweet that also said this or announced this and posted the you live long enough or you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain yeah like it's like god damn it you know like come on my guy i loved him at playstation he was such he would get up there on the e3 stage and he'd just sell me whatever he wanted to sell me you know and now that's why they got him yeah, and it's like, make it more inclusive. What, you want more people than just the Uyghurs working in the camps? It's like, oh who the God. fuck? <laughs> like, what's the goal here? Fucking Christ, like, what are we doing, my guy? No, and it's tough to be like, yeah, can't help you support one of the three biggest companies destroying gaming right now with Microsoft and fucking Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, well, Twitch. Just yeah. That whole imploding thing, I guess that's not really gaming yeah as the, will be touched well, that, but like the culture of it we which, can add that in there too it's interesting i just read an article about how twitch is decreasing ha, like most streamers already make 50 50 but their most popular streamers have like a 70 30 split and yeah, they're, they're decreasing that 50, 50. but i also find it interesting how insulting that would be as a small streamer to be like why what the fuck you can't even get 70 30 anymore and twitch has just done it to themselves they've just made a lot of choices 
Well, most a lot of people I feel like stuff. are preferring YouTube. Like one, it's like lower, yeah. higher bit rate, lower latency. You know, like a hundred percent. And uh, I think targeted ads helps as much as people hate it. It's like if you're spending money on an ad and knowing where it's what it's going to run in front of and who it's going to run for, like you're just more likely and feel more comfortable spending that money. And then YouTube doesn't have to be as strict on certain things because. It's like you don't need everyone to be a certain TOS where Twitch doesn't have targeted ads and there's no way for people to pick what ads, you know, play in their like pre-rolls and stuff like that or for advertisers to pick. And it's like that makes your money a lot harder to spend and a lot more, you know, where it's like, oh, I could, you know, because instead they play generic ads. Well, yeah, they just market to what they still think their market is, which, yeah, is still the biggest demographic, which is like 18 to, you know, like 27 or like 32 male, yeah. you know, like white male. But it's like, but you have the opportunity to not do that and have more people come to your site to be like people have made IRL streaming a thing like you were fundamental and you have, you know, Amazon money instead of being like oh, I gotta be honest Twitch I've never money. seen somebody streaming IRL IRL but I would fucking lose my goddamn mind how fucking whack is that shit it'd be crazy to see him with the whole like get up and stuff and I don't mean lose my fucking mind as in be like oh my god I mean lose my mind as in like like influencers in the wild type like <laughs> what the fuck it looks like we might be getting a new splinter cell though it might not be what you think Oh, this is all so disappointing. Why'd you put all the depressing notes together? And it's at the end, too. This is the last one. It's a remake <laughs> and a job post initially reported by PlayStation Universe and followed up on by IGN's Ryan Leston. The job posting, which is directly on Ubisoft's website for its Toronto studio, is for a script writer and reads, quote, We're working on a Splinter Cell remake, assembling a team with passion, drive, and respect for the tr- uh, trifocal goggles. This is an opportunity to be part of a treasured franchise rebuilt on Ubisoft's Snowdrop engine to deliver next-generation visuals and modernized stealth gameplay while preserving what's at the heart of the Splinter Cell experience. End quote. Ubisoft Toronto is known for the recent Far Cry 6 as well as leading development on Watch Dogs Legion. And while this isn't likely what longtime Splinter Cell fans were longing for, I'm grateful for something rather than nothing. Splinter Cell Blacklist remains one of my favorite games to this day, though I can't play it on anything because it's on PS3, so it's not like the PlayStation 5 is backwards compatible that far. And if it was, I don't want to stream it, you know? Like, I don't want to go... I mean, listen, if it's Demon's Souls or if it's The Last of Us Part 1, sure, sell it to me. If it's not, get the fuck out of my face. Like, (laughs) just make a new game. How is that hard? Like, how do you not... how, How do people not... Can people not write stories anymore? Is it like, and just like of any IP, like this is an IP. Everyone's always like, why don't we have a new Splinter Cell game? Like, yo, you could do such a mediocre job and people would still be excited for it. And instead you're like, but what if we remake and which, which game are they going to remake? The initial one, I think it looks like, which is relatively unplayable. Like it is stale. Play that one. So. It, it like the just the way it plays is miserable. So if they took that formula and then maybe took it to like blacklist or level, like stealth gameplay. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's not modern whatsoever. No, it's much like much it. like siphon filter in which it's dated. But we can see people do really fantastic uh, remakes. Yeah, Mafia, not, you know, it's not like we're just looking at the days of just like poor remasters. Yeah, you know? people are doing from. The I think it's more just upsetting because it's like, yeah, I just wanted a game. And, you know, it's kind of like, yo, can I get some pie? And they're like, oh, yeah, we got pie. And you're like, oh, that's fantastic. And then they're like, it's some shitty flavor of pie. And it's like. Literally, it's just shit pie. And you're like, fuck, I didn't play Watchdog Legions. I don't remember how that did. It wasn't received the best. Yeah. It was just kind of middling. Some people say it was good. Some people don't give a fuck about it. (laughs) That how it be. Yeah. That how it be. Watch Dogs 1 was really disappointing. Watch Dogs yeah. 2 was a fine game. Good open world. Was fun to play. More It was better than Watch Dogs 1 for sure. It's just because Watch Dogs 1's got so hyped. Like everyone was like, I can't wait to do all this stuff. And then it's like, man, turns out it's really complicated to hack with a phone via controller to do all these things. It wasn't even that. It was just like it was just so, it was not what they, 
like the big controversy was that like they showed hella upgraded footage at E3 and then downgraded it all for release. Oh, I don't remember that. That was like the big thing. It's like, this doesn't look like the game that you showed me. <laughs> and like, then probably like, oh yeah, no. Like, yeah, that was all vertical slices that we made to look like, yeah, of course. You don't have ray tracing. Ray tracing isn't commonplace on PCs even now, like let alone console. Like, what are we going to, of course we're going to show you nice stuff, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, let's hope, let's hope for something new. You know, let's fucking fingers motherfucking crossed. But I think that might be all we have for today, unless you have any closing thoughts. No, lots of news. Lots of news. Let's see. Hopefully, some more less, less just kind of. Well, the holiday season downer shit kind of yeah. comes next week. Like I don't fucking I don't want CEOs I used to respect going and sucking Xi Jinping's dick. <laughs> Is that his name, Xi Jinping? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for joining us. This has been Checkpoint, a video game podcast, episode 20. Uh, thank you for support. And remember at CheckpointPodcast.com, just $1 gets you the podcast early. And if $1 is too much, we understand. understand. Uh, if you'd like to support us for free, the best way to do it is to share the episodes with your friends and remember your moms and review us on your podcast platform of choice or all of them. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you never miss an upload. And please submit your comments, questions, and concerns to questions at checkpointpodcast.com. None of you submitted questions this week. It's incredibly disappointing. This show posts Wednesdays uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcast Services for free. Anyways, all right. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye-bye. I got to like plan something for the ending. I don't know why they always take me off. Mm -hmm.